What's up, everybody? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Friday, December 4th, 2020. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the new face of video games, Blessing, Addy Oye. What's he hiding with his PSN profile? Junior. You'll never know. You'll never know. I got a month left of being the new face. Yeah, you're living it up by going out as a disgrace. You know what I mean? Show us your PSN profiles, Merc City 64. What are you hiding in your trophies? I don't understand why people care. You, you, what, you but are like the new place in video games. Care? People love to watch your journey. They love to be, you're like Santa. They like to check in, see where you are in the world. That's not what I signed up for. I just want, right. I just want to play games. I'm I just sure like, if you know, check the contract you signed, you said you would be down for people to do all sorts of things. Wait, did they give you a contract? No, I don't think I signed a contract. They've been saying they're going to give me a, a list of jobs. Like, they rules, only pay me in cash. Also, never done that. <laughs> hey, very first off, do you want to pay taxes? Do you want to pay California taxes? No, then you oh, enjoy hey. the cash. We all pay right? all our taxes. Uh, it's auditors out there, right there, like, we're joking. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> IRS, if you're watching this, the only person you should investigate is Nick Scarpino, not his company. All right, that's all I'm going to say. You know what I mean? Everybody following? Wink. You see the Here's wink? The Does he with own the, part of this place? Yeah. Nick Scarpino. That's why I said not his company. Just in there, it just it just look into Nick Scarpino. Scary to think Nick Scarpino owns probably like a third of this company. Yeah. It's, it's even more scary that he's the guy in charge of your health benefits and getting you paid and doing all that stuff. I feel that's more terrifying than the mm-hmm. fact that he owns some of the company. Because me and Tim just don't listen to him. We outvote him. It's fine. Here's the thing. Why so my 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 trophies are set on private just because sure. like the uh I think it was because of the review cycle. You know, I For think PS5. we're supposed to do that. And I think what I learned during that cycle. Is that it's nice to have privacy, you know? It's nice to like be able to do my own thing and not have to Were worry. Were a lot about... of people chasing you down? Were they all? No, they all... Not, yeah. not at all. But now that now that they're like like on private, I got everybody hit me up being like, "Blessing, what are you hiding? Blessing, show us your trophies." And I'm like, you know what? Maybe no. Maybe not. Maybe this is the new me. Maybe I'm just gonna like leave my trophies off forever because see, it was one. I, I, I saw uh, uh, the developer of Bug Snacks hitting you up saying, "Show me your trophies." I think he doesn't believe you played the game. You know what I mean? That Which was, would it, that's one that of the reasons one you probably hit him. That was the one that almost tipped me over. When he asked, I was like, "All right, I Phil? do like I do like bug snacks. I do respect Philip, but no." Wow, wow. Maybe in the future we'll see. We will see. I, I guess kind of I kind of like testing this out, seeing seeing how this goes. Because if see how much people it, care, this could be yeah, a great January fifth thermometer thing. If bless we raise you know, hundred thousand dollars, bless will unprivatize his trophies. Just so we're clear, it wouldn't be a great thermometer thing. It would be a thermometer thing. It would yeah. be a thermometer thing. Yeah, 100%, Kevin. That's actually more accurate. Speaking of accurate, ladies and gentlemen, let's talk about Solid Snake being cast in the Metal Gear movie. Bioware losing two of its leads and Persona 5 Scramble coming west because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every weekday on a variety of platforms, we run you through the nerdy video game news you need to know about. If you like that, be part of the show at patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames. Over on patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames, you, of course, can write in, ask us your questions, give us your squad up requests, get the show ad-free, get it with the exclusive post show we do each and every weekday, and basically make sure the company keeps spinning and Blessing keeps getting paid in cash. However, if you have no smackers to toss our way, it's no big deal. You can head over to twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames and watch us record the show live just like Celtic Queen is, Travis Warren is, Petey Popoff is. Uh, they're watching, of course, twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames, and they're keeping us honest by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Uh, you go there as you watch live. You tell us what we screw up as we screw it up, and we set the record straight for everybody watching the show later on youtube.com slash kindoffunnygames, roosterteeth.com, and listening on podcast services around 
the globe. Oh, did I mute it? I didn't mute it. I usually oh, yeah. use this hand with the wedding ring to knock on the metal of this now blessing. But Portillo mm-hmm. is sleeping in my lap and he's he's, mm-hmm. he's got my hand pinned down. When did this Smackers thing begin? A few weeks ago, uh, Jen and I were watching something and I just started laughing hysterically because I was thinking of Smack. That I had a great tweet and then I put out that people should go back to calling Dollar Smackers. Mm. And so I did that. And then a lot of people were like, I've never actually heard it called Smackers. I'm like, well, that's on you for not knowing your history of Smackers. And so now I'm trying to get Smackers re-involved in uh, our comments. Kevin, do, do you recall you when people on? used to call Dollars Smackers? I think it's yeah, I, like, I heard I? it like three weeks ago. Okay. I'll buy yeah. it. Yeah. Somebody's it's using it in, in Slack. They're using it in Slack. I'm pretty I sure when we come back track. in January and we have our anniversary stream, we start talking about raising money. We're going to call it Smackers. I think that's one of the big things we're changing. I hope we really mm. commit to that. I really hope we do. I'm going to, Kevin. And if you do, guess what? That's like two-fifths of the company already committed to it. And the blessing you do it. <laughs> there's, that's a lot more than, there's a lot more in the company than that, just us. Yeah, five people. Barrett. Then Tim. And we're done. <laughs> uh, housekeeping for you. If you didn't know, it is your final weekend without cyberpunk 2077 why not pop over and listen to the new episode of ps i love you xoxo it of course is our cyberpunk 2077 hopes and fears episode you can catch it on youtube.com slash kind of funny games podcast services around the globe while i'm remembering it by the way ladies and gentlemen thank you for your insane support on spotify this year uh, of course if you saw the spotify wrapped stats were going around kind of funny podcasts absolutely killed in the leisure category they toss us into thank you for that of course our kind of funny podcasts are available everywhere wherever you get your podcasts make sure you put in kind of funny you can follow along and see all the different shows we do thank you to our patreon producer blackjack uh today we're brought to you by upstart doordash hymns and the legend of bumbo available now on google play for 14.99 and play pass holders can play it for free but i'll tell you about that later and then also tim will tell you about the legend of bumbo later because he has a video right kevin yep for now (laughs) for now let's begin this show with what is and forever will be the roper report Wow, that was like you're like the Sega guy. Give me in the same voice, say Sega. Sega. I tried too hard to do the Sega voice. you sound like Toad. What you did there was you took the you took the voice from the Sega and then you did it with the Sega. Like I need you. You got to pick a lane on that one. You got to pick a lane. You combine the lane. You know what I mean? Try it again. Oh, you Try broke it again, him. Kevin. You broke him. I can't. I'm scared. Scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. I'm scared. He can't figure out which way he wants to go. You have two Sega. lanes to go in. <laughs> that was good. I like that. Number one on the Roper Report. Uh, Oscar Isaacs. Is it Isaacs or Isaac? What did I put here? I've got you had an S there. You had an S there. Yeah, it's not there. It's it's there, right? Oscar Isaacs. Oh, God. Oscar Isaacs is set to be Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid movie. Wait, no. There's no S. I, I took it, so somebody I need to take it away, not add it. Yeah, take it away. You, no, you, you, you add an S that wasn't there. 
Well, in I added it when I asked you. In your mind. See, Kevin, when you say add an S, I thought you were saying I had to add no, no, an no, S. I'm saying you added an Oscar S. Oscar Isaac is going to be Solid Snake in the Metal Gear Solid movie. This is Justin Kroll at Deadline. Sony's long-awaited Metal Gear Solid adaptation finally looks to have gained some major momentum as sources tell Deadline that Oscar Isaac is attached to play Solid Snake in Jordan, Jordan Vote Roberts' Metal Gear Solid. The film is currently in development at Sony Pictures with Vote Roberts uh, on board to direct. The film is based, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, no, it's the next paragraph, sorry. The film is based on, on the Metal Gear Solid video game created by Hideo Kojima and published by Konami. The script is written by Derek Conley, one of my favorites. Uh, Avi Ar- er- er- Arad, right? No, I'm fucking that up even now. Got it. I'm falling apart here at the end of this. Avi Arad, right? Is that how you say it? From the Spider-Man movies way back in the day is producing. Uh, Peter Kang is the executive overseeing uh, for the studio. The game was first launched on the PlayStation in 1987. Blessing, I'll read it again. The game was first launched on the PlayStation in 1987. Oh. Yeah, no, that's way off. They're thinking yeah, of... The yeah, like, are they, are they having that confused with the original 96? They're taking the information from the original Metal yeah, Gear. The original and then Metal Gear. That's the Metal Gear Solid. They did a cursory Google. We're like, yeah. when did Metal, like, Metal, when Metal Gear, Gear Solid come out? Solid, <laughs> when did the first Metal Gear come out? They found 1987. They're like, oh yeah, and that was a PlayStation game. And then they, ro- they rolled now, with it. I want to throw rocks at them. I don't actually, but you know, it's fun to make fun of them. Keep in mind that, oh, this this movie guy doesn't know anything about video games. Here I am, the video game guy, and I can't pronounce anyone's name (laughs) that are like the most famous people working in movies. I'm like, I don't know. Has it got an S on it or not? Uh, The game was first launched on the PlayStation in 1987 and follows Snake, a soldier who infiltrates a nuclear weapons facility to neutralize the terrorist threat from Foxhound, a renegade special forces unit. The game has received acclaim on many fronts, but it's storytelling that, has a cinematic feeling always made it fe- seem like a movie adaptation was inevitable. Uh, given Isaac's, or Isaac's uh, extremely busy, busy schedule, a production start date is still unknown, but his involvement makes this property a high priority for the studio going forward. As for Isaac, Metal Gear Solid could give him another major franchise, having already starred in the most recent Star Wars. Blessing, Adioye Jr., you enjoy the Metal Gear. I do. What and- does it do for you? I'm not one to ever really get excited about video game movie adaptations. Sure. Like I, I, I always come from the place of this is probably going to be trash. This is probably not going to be good. Like the, you don't have to adapt video games to movies. Video place. games tell their safe own safe place. What do you mean? I mean, it's a safe place to come from with the video game movies. Oh yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. And, and history has, has proven that, right? Like we've gotten more bad video game movies than more good video game movies. Uh, or at least like more bad video game movies than phenomenal video game movies. I can I can't really, if I sat down and tried to think of a video game movie that was off the chain, right? That like penetrated on a level that everybody was like, oh yeah, this is a masterpiece, right? I I can't really think of that. You know, you get you get your your Detective Pikachu's, you know, which are fun, yeah. which are good. You get yeah. your Sonic the Hedgehogs, which are fun, which are good. But those even those are few and far between. And I so, didn't hate the latest Tomb Raider. Okay. With the girl from Ex Machina, right? Like I, I thought that one was fine. It wasn't a great movie, but it—I mean, it wasn't a. Ba- I didn't think it was terrible. It oh, wasn't. Shit, she was the robot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. What's her? Uh, you, Kevin, this is where I need your help. You know the Oof. current. I actor. feel like I might know uh, it. I don't, I don't know. know. Alicia Vanderkin. Yeah, that right? that's that was it. A you shot. know it. That was no, it. That's a foul Somewhere ball. It's like my Wow. I got some of that information in there. Alicia Vanderkin. That's her name. I think it's. I think her name might be Vikander. 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 Yeah. Uh, we're like oh man this fucking moron doesn't know the difference between metal gear and metal gear solid i'm like i don't know alicia vinderkin vanderkin i don't know vanderbeek but i saying all that 
I am very excited for this Metal Gear Solid movie. I think this is a perfect casting. I wouldn't even thought of this as a casting, but sure. this fits. Yeah, no, I, well, I mean, first off, it's crazy that you haven't thought about it. Of course, like, you know, Boss Logic's done art that's making its rounds. Uh, what was awesome, if you see it going around with all the stuff happening right now, um, the uh, one and only Max Scoville from IGN.com, uh, there, he did an interview for some movie. Oscar Isaac was in with the guy from uh, 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 the motorcycle show. You know, remember that one? Sons of Anarchy. Charlie Huff, okay. maybe is his name. <laughs> this is going to be great. And then he had Batman, Ben Affleck on the panel too. Anyways, he asked them something like, what would you want to, what movie or video game would you want, a movie would you want to be in? And Oscar Isaac says he'd want to be in Metal Gear and he'd want to be Snake. So that's fucking dope as hell. Yeah. No, this is really, um, this is really exciting. It, so yeah. Really, I, I, sorry, go ahead. I was say, it's just really funny that you chose this episode to talk shit about that reporter. And now like, you're naming every episode or every actor you can't, you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's not that, I, first off, as I said, I didn't want to, I was like, it's easy to talk shit, but look at me, I can't do it either. So I was already pointing out my own flaws. And then I'm not naming every actor I can, all right? I'm like an eyewitness, all right? Uh, just, be clear, to just be clear, just be clear. He was in that movie Craig, with a robot fought. Craig, I said naming every actor you can't. Can't, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm saying I'm an eyewitness. I'm giving you the rough looks at who I know. I'm like, I think it's Charlie Huff, but I don't go, you know, just go to IMDb. Look at the movie where they all fought, the robots in the monsters you know what i mean i didn't see that either it didn't look good pacific rim like you know what i mean go Whoa, look at that them. was that, a stinker that man that was a bad movie hey, you didn't like pacific rim no <laughs> bad the first movie oh, yeah i like pacific rim i know I you do because you got terrible one. taste turns out you like stinkers oh no <laughs> pacific rim was fun pacific rim was good Craig, are you are you hyped for this movie like where are you at yeah movie? hell yeah yeah i'm looking forward to it i think it has a really good shot like jordan uh vote roberts is a noted metal gear fan and I've talked mm-hmm. to him about the franchise before at like Dice and here in the occasional like DM or when we when Metal Gear was uh, the games and stuff were going on. Uh, I believe he has a great head on his shoulders for what this movie should be. I feel like it, it, it's I feel like it can only benefit it that there is an actual fan at the helm of it. Will that pay off in the end? And how much does the studio fuck everything up? And yada, 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 yada. Who the fuck knows? But I know that he actually really does care for the source material. I know that he is close with Kojima. Like, we see photos of them all the time, and they talk, and he's talked to him about this film. You would hope that's a great first uh, – or you'd hope that would be – from the start, that's a good sign. And then, you know, to have uh, Oscar Isaac on there, who I really did enjoy in those Star Wars movies. Like, you know, he's a good actor. He's cool. Mm-hmm. He seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. I think he looks the part, and I think he's a good actor. I liked him in Ex Machina as well. Remember that movie? Ex Machina? Yeah. Oh my god, he yeah, was the no, was like movie. smart guy. Yeah. yeah. He did that one scene where he was dancing. It was a really good yeah. scene in that movie. Yeah, yeah. I really like that. Remember the scene. redhead there is Huxley from Star Wars too. He's a bad yeah. guy. Jennifer Hux or not Jennifer, Jennifer Hux. General Hux. Oh yeah. my god, yeah, he's yeah. General Hux. Yeah. yeah. See, Kevin, I might not be able to name all the names anymore of these up and comer young spring chicken actors, but I can tell you where they are and where they fit into the thing. Okay. I'm ex- I'm excited for this. The thing that and this is more so a me thing than the actual movie thing. I can't picture a, I can't picture how you would do a Metal Gear movie, because Metal Gear Solid is. Did you play so, Metal Gear Solid? Yeah, but like that's crazy. The that's reason Metal Gear Solid, say, my dude. The reason Metal Gear Solid works though is because it's a video game. Like, it, I mean, it has it no. has movie style to it, and like Kojima obviously loves movies, and he, and he takes a lot, of, a lot of those influences and injects them into Metal Gear Solid. But look at Metal Gear Solid, and I think the thing that makes that game special is the fact that you have the psychomantis stuff right where he's breaking the breaking the fourth wall and reading your memory card you have like the portions where like you're going through and they're like oh i need the code that's on the back of the cd and you're trying to figure that out and you, then you realize that he's talking about the actual back of the of the, yeah, of yeah. the box of the, the actual disc box all that yeah, removed no- metal gear special you don't need all the, the the tricks and little things they did 
I, I don't know. Like, I, I for me, that's what makes Metal Gear Metal Gear. Like, I, I, I like the story. I like the gameplay and all and all the other stuff. But I feel like you can't have Metal Gear Solid without those quirky Kojima esque, weird fourth bra- fourth wall breaking moments. What I made happened? the mistake of I made the mistake of glancing at the chat and it got me. My dog Nick96 says for a week and a half I thought his name was General Hugs. <laughs> <laughs> General Hugs. Destroy them. You got it. I, I I think I mean I agree with you that that made it very special for the time and vibrating the controller and reading your memory card and yada, 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 the breaking the fourth wall. Yes, that's all awesome. But I think if you strip that stuff away, you're left with just a really cool espionage mission. Where I think even if you just open it in the same way where you have this fucking orchestral score and Oscar Isaac is swimming under, under, under the water, right? Coming in, silently takes out all these guards. And this is all mm-hmm. happening so fast because that's always the thing, right? Video games play everything out. This is a way more, you know, super fast takedown style of everybody getting done. And then he drops down and he does the thing of like, I, 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 this is Snake, Colonel, I'm in. And he's like, and like we, you know, they, they have a, he, and it's just like he drops, does it, Middle Gear Solid title or whatever as he goes up the elevator as usual and we get the brief of what's going on. I'm sure there'll be way more than that and they won't open yeah. it like that. Greg, is that hear enough, me out, though? hear me out, Greg. Otacon, Ben Schwartz. Mm-hmm. Different take on it. Different take. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Sure. Yeah, Ben mm-hmm. Schwartz is funny. I like him a lot. I can see it, maybe. Yeah. But mm-hmm. I think, is, is that enough? Like, if we get a Metal Gear Solid movie that is a serious uh, espionage action movie, and it does all that stuff very well, but it doesn't have the quirkiness of Metal Gear, like, do you think that that ends up sticking with people, or that ends up feeling yeah, that hell yeah. and ends up capturing actual Metal Gear Solid? Because I think for you me... Metal Gear Solid is the quirkiness. Metal Gear Solid is like even when you hear Snake talking on the calls, right? Like, <sighs> yeah, like the like all, all that all all that weirdness that is Metal Gear. Where'd you get a pack works. of cigarettes? I smuggled them in. <sighs> but like Metal Gear Solid Three, where every time you save, uh, you're getting a story about some film that Kojima likes. Like, I I feel like without that stuff, you lose all the personality that makes Metal Gear. Oh, Metal dude, Gear. Like, no way! Point, it's just, it's just a, an action film, which is cool and fun, but I I don't think that captures Metal Gear Solid. I think you can get, I think you can, I mean, you're saying you're going to lose all the quirkiness. I don't think you're going to lose the, you're going to lose some of it. Yes. You're not going to have the weird girly posters like that snakes, like zooming in and out of, or what, and I guess that's Metal Gear too. No, but you know you what might, I'm talking you about? Might. You're not going to have that. You're not going to have like rubber ducks or whatever floating around. You're not going to have, you know, I'm sure they'll some way have a, a wolf piss on a box for us or whatever. But like, I think when you get down to it, think about how colorful and uh, how colorful and varied uh the team you're gonna go up against is you know what i mean having psycho mantis vulcan raven like like liquid in general just how over the top he is i think like when you have when even if you're it, I, I i i know nothing about the film obviously obviously <laughs> no one's calling me and talking to me about it um but i feel like you're if you have the action stylings of like a jason Bourne. Like with that, because that's how I see the frenetic him coming through, throwing people down, you know, doing the throws mm-hmm. over his body CQ and shit like that. It all happens super fast. Yes, exactly. CQ, thank you. And then all of a sudden, like when you get to that first thing where Psycho Mantis is fucking levitating and making Meryl walk around and put a gun to her head and all this shit. Like, I really feel like people, if you came in thinking it's just a spy action movie, like what the fuck is going on, right? And yeah. then to have it be like, yeah, Vulcan Raven, to have it be, DARPA chief who turns out to be decoy octopus and like 
all these twists and turns, uh, fucking Revolver Ocelot there, spinning it up, getting his hand. But, I mean, when fucking Gray Fox comes out of nowhere, yeah. there's blood all well, over like, the hallway. They can, shoot that like horror. Can you pull all that off in a live action movie? Like in a live action, yeah. big budget action movie? Like, will they be Because I think part of what makes all that stuff work is, again, like it being a video game and it being this movie style thing but also very anime in terms of hey this is over the top this is weird like these people have superpowers and we're able to convey convey this because we're working within the confines of a video game once that stuff goes live action can you fit uh revolver ocelot in, a, in the same movie as a psycho mantis in the same movie as uh, uh was it sniper wolf like yeah does that stuff fit together cohesively in a live action sense in a way that makes sense and, and is in a way that doesn't come off as Oh yeah, this is like a weird ad- adaptation because they're taking off more than they can make more than they can chew. I think it does. I think I think the differences uh, where we are on the different sides of the fences here, here on the different you know sides of the chasm, are that I think you are envisioning it trying to be as close to the source material as possible, whereas I'm seeing mm-hmm. it be more painted with broad strokes of it, like. I don't think Snake's first, you know, when he goes to save Darp or not even Darp Chief, uh, who is like the FBI, the guy who looks like fucking Churchill, who's strapped up to the thing with all the strings. And then like you have to fight uh, Revolver in that like room, remember, as he's running around, you have to run around and try to get him and shoot. Like that fight yeah. doesn't look like that. You come in and mm-hmm. Revolver's already torturing him, trying to get information to get you the next fucking key card or whatever. And you, you know, Oscar infiltrates. They have a quick, like, you know, literally three second scuffle where he shoots something and gets away or whatever. And then it's like he takes care of the guy he's supposed to exfil that tells him more and moves it on that way. Mm-hmm. I think it could work. It's a, obviously a huge it's a big fucking uphill climb. A, uphill yeah. climb. And I'm very excited for it because I think all, all of the moves they've been making so far have been the right moves. And uh, getting Oscar Isaac to star as Snake, that is a big get, which tells me that they are taking this thing seriously or they're trying to make it as big as possible. Uh, and so I'm, ex- I'm excited for it. I'm very curious about it and curious to see how they pull it off. But it is going to be a big challenge trying to, trying to portray this huge nonsensical action story and if they're able to pull it off it's going to be magnificent because Metal Gear Solid is magnificent what I, I find interesting about it is you know we always say oh man and I know, not always but a lot of people always say oh man why can't video games be more like movies movies tell you there as soon as something like this happens as soon as the scripts get optioned as soon as and then you know games they keep it all so close to the vest till six months out a year out whatever it is depending on who you're talking about Duke Nukem but my main question whenever I hear video game movie news is, is this actually going to happen? Oscar Isaac has been signed or is going like they sources say he's going to be snake in it. Right. Deadlines article continues with this. Even as the industry slowly gets back into production due to the COVID-19 pandemic, Isaac has been busy setting his future slate in recent months. He is set to star in HBO's Scenes from a Marriage opposite Jessica Chastain, followed by playing the title role in Marvel's Moon Knight for Disney+. Isaac will, will next be seen in the much-anticipated reboot of Dune and Paul Schrader's The Card Counter. He is also set to star in and produce the adaptation of Brian K. Vaughn's Ex Machina comic uh, retitled The Great Machine and starring Ben Levinson's Francis and the Godfather alongside Jake Gyllenhaal. That's a lot of shit going on. For, and I'm not, and I don't know shit about being an actor, obviously, or in working in Hollywood. That sounds like a lot of stuff already signed up for. Now, granted, what if those projects fall through or this, that, and the other? What, what does COVID do to any of this? But mm. like, when do they actually start shooting the Metal Gear movie? When does that actually happen and we actually see a result for it? Think about how long the first time we heard the Uncharted movie was going to happen with Marky Mark. And now here we are. Finally, it looks like a game award is getting a trailer from Tom yeah. Holland's version of it, which is not at all what it was originally announced as. Yeah, I 
I'm I'm hopeful that it'll that it'll come out. I feel like compared to the Uncharted movie, the Uncharted movie, the updates for that always seem to be a little bit more dire over the years. Where it's like every year, it's like oh, somebody else has left the project. Okay, no, it's still coming out, and it's going to be a prequel. Tom Holland's on it, and like those news updates felt uh, more spread apart than this Metal Gear Solid stuff. This Metal Gear Solid movie feels like it's at least being developed on a consistent basis. Like they're coming out with updates on it that feel somewhat consistent. Um, but also, like I, I agree with you that, like it, in terms of the grand scope, the grand scope of movies and what to expect, Metal Gear yeah. Solid, I feel like it's probably weighed down on the list for Oscar Isaac in terms of uh, priority and in terms of like booking and all that stuff. Like I'm, I'm sure that Metal Gear Solid is, I it's gonna happen, but I'm not gonna hope for it super soon. Like this is yeah. a 2021 or 2022 movie even. I'm interested to see how it shakes out and see where it goes. And I know sometimes you attach actors to it to actually get people excited to get the movie actually moving so maybe that's what's going on but we shall see when the metal gear solid movie finally comes out uh in the chat nanobiologist writes in and says oscar isaac said he wanted to be in metal gear solid during ign's interview with the cast of netflix's triple frontier blessing that movie with like all the uh, like all uh, the that was another people? stinker that nobody watched it was a you know what i mean was that no, was man. uh batman in that I said that already. Yeah, Ben Affleck. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, I yeah, yeah, that. okay. I remember seeing that on on Netflix and not watching it. I don't even remember hearing this at all. Yeah, I think it was like on the, Netflix, was on the front an... page of Netflix for like a week, and I remember like every time I opened up Netflix, I was like, "Oh, that looks like a movie," and then I just never watched it, and then I heard bad things. I feel like ben the trailer Affleck, that would autoplay was terrible because they're all in a helicopter, right? That's all. That's all I remember. I remember mm-hmm. them all being in a helicopter, and then them flying over some some like some place where action would take place and i remember being like okay this looks like action movie the movie and i will pass for now no i don't want to see that i don't want to see i want to see Gear solid 3 movie and like style it you... like james bond a Gear solid 3 movie i would be in for. well then get get behind metal gear solid one movie and let us get I there because if they're I'm not behind, fucking filming it, this thing for three years you know, what the uh, oscar isaac's gonna be 95 by the time we get to film in three why, why do you guys think that it's going to be Metal Gear Solid 1? Did anybody I say that? I think they might have said that somewhere. They said in the article, Sony's long-awaited Metal Gear Solid adaptation looks to yeah, be. Yeah, but uh, I... Also, I, I the, 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 you know, uh, Jordan, uh, Jordan Vote Roberts hasn't been exactly quiet about this. Concept art he's all shown is Ben Shadow Moses and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jordan Vote Roberts. Metal yeah. Gear concept what do they call it? Okay, there it is. I was like, it didn't start, immediately pop up. Yeah, Kotaku has one from 2018. Check out some uh, concept art from the Metal Gear Solid movie. Yeah, and so this is all Metal Gear Solid 1. Can you There's... imagine Metal Gear Solid 2 movie? Like, that's going to be... We're going to get there, brother. God. It's wild because that, so. that movie is probably going to have like a lot of current commentary in it, and I'm very excited because Metal Gear Solid 2 ends up being about the game the information. Yeah, and the Lolly Lule low and like corruption within politics and all this stuff and like all this all stuff that is oh it was of course relevant at the time, but I think way more relevant now with mm. how the internet is gone and with how fake news is gone and all that stuff. Like Mulligan Solid 2 coming out in the 2020s. Oh my god, that has potential to be great. Number two on the Roper report. 28 minutes into the show, which means it's a good show already. Casey Hudson and Mark Dara. 
Uh, leave Bioware. This is Jonathan Dornbush at IGN.com. EA has announced that Casey Hudson, the general manager of Bioware, and Mark Dara, uh, the executive producer of the upcoming Dragon Age, will be departing the company. All currently ongoing projects, including Anthem Next, the next Dragon Age, and the Mass Effect, and the Mass Effect, the Legendary Edition, uh, remasters among them, will continue as planned despite leadership shifts. Uh, Samantha Ryan will continue to oversee the studio, while Christian Daly, who joined Bioware from Blizzard, will now be leading the Dragon Age project as executive producer, with Matthew Goldman uh, remaining as creative director on the project. And the Mass Effect collection will continue to be led by Mike Gamble, as that team remains, quote, hard at work on the future of that franchise. This marks Hudson's second departure from Bioware after he first left the studio in 2014 and announced a new position at Microsoft in 2015. Hudson rejoined Bioware in 2017 when then GM Aaron Flynn stepped down. While the company searches for a new GM, Gary McKay, uh, the senior director of development operations, will act as studio GM. Quote, they will always be an important part of the studio's history. We appreciate their many contributions, and we look forward to seeing what they'll each do next. Uh, Laura Melee, uh, chief studios officer set from EA, said in a statement announcing the studio's departure. Quote, it's not an easy decision to make, and big changes like this always come with a certain degree of sadness. I will miss being able to work every day with our inspiring developers on the biggest and most exciting projects I can imagine. But I also know that this is a good time for a change for both myself and Bioware, Hudson said in a post explaining his departure. It's profound and humbling to look back on a decades-long career and think about the things we've achieved together. It's hard to make the decision to move on, uh, but I'm excited about what's next for all of us, end quote. Uh, Dara uh, also wrote about the decision to leave, saying, quote, this has been a very difficult decision for me. The team did am- the team of amazing developers on Dragon Age make my life fuller and better. They have taught me so much, but the strength of the team is also what makes this possible. I know the Dragon Age won't survive with I, I know that I'm sorry. I know the Dragon Age won't just survive without me. It will thrive end quote and actually while we were live blessing eddie oye jr the one and only jeff Keeley tweeted don't miss a special look at the next dragon age from bioware during the game awards next thursday hurdle towards the game awards blessing what greg is your reaction to casey and mark leaving it seems like not good news for bioware for mm-hmm. where they're at as a company like this whole this last generation hasn't been great for them when you look at uh, Mass Effect Andromeda, and you look at Anthem, and for what seems to be a very critical time for them, you know, with, with the development of Dragon, with, with the development of a new Dragon Age, them trying to seemingly still re- bring back Anthem, which now that now that we're here, now that we're in December 2020, I'm starting to get doubtful of because I would have thought we would have heard about Anthem next by now, but it seems like they've had they said something recently, right? Like in terms of still working on it, obviously, yada yada yada. Yeah. Like, they're not being dead quiet about it. Yeah, they're not dead quiet, but I think even if I remember correctly, even the update they give they gave wasn't like a wasn't anything substantial. It was just saying, sure. hey, we're still sure, working sure, sure, on sure. this thing, just so you know. Um, but between that, between Ma- Mass Effect being where it's at, and I know people are excited about Legendary Edition, but even still, like they're not Bioware is in a place where they really really need wins and they really need vision and they really need uh people who are proven to guide them toward those things. Mm-hmm. And with two big names leaving Bioware right now that leaves me kind of worried. Um, and again, like, you know, who knows what the circumstances are? Like they, both of these people have been at Bioware forever. I know Casey Hudson came left, then uh, uh, came again, <laughs> came <back. laughs> uh, like three years ago. And now is, is leaving again, which, you know, what, whatever's going on is going on. But like, 
yeah, it seems it's it seems like a weird time to be leaving Bioware where they have multiple projects that are critical for them that need vision. Boris in double zero writes into patreon.com slash kind of funny games just like you can. It says, Good morning, Greg, and blessing. Yesterday, Casey left Bioware for the second time, and to me, that is concerning for the state of the studio. Bioware, since Casey has been back, has released dot 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 anthem and dot 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 nothing else. While personally, I don't think Casey could have saved Anthem, he did command respect from Bioware fans as a whole. But with him and Mark leaving, is this just a sign that the studio is at a turning point? While I personally have felt Bioware being a shadow of their former self, uh, can New Blood bring a new renaissance to the studio? Or do they just get sick of EA's bullshit and leaving the studio is just another nail in the slowly forming coffin of Bioware? Interesting question that anything we do is going to be conjecture which is what we do yeah. on the show, but I think it's worth pointing out that I think there's a million different ways this could have gone. Um, it is not good news to see them leave, in my opinion. Uh, I think the fact that Bioware can't catch a break, you know, you're talking about Bioware getting good news, and even for Boars in here, talking about, like, new blood and turning a turning point. Like, you thought the turning point was Andromeda coming out and being panned and then Casey coming back on and being mm -hmm. like, all right, cool. We're going to write the ship. Bioware is going to be what Bioware is going to be. But then obviously Anthem does not deliver in any way, shape or form. Uh, you know, we've been waiting forever for something for that game, uh, waiting forever for their next thing here, waiting for Dragon Age. And so even if you then look at Dragon Age and go, okay, cool. That's going to be the thing that saves us. Let's see what we get on Thursday, obviously to see, mark leave right now it is this question of like what is going on over there and yeah is it ea being difficult to work with is it ea walking in and being like hey yo this shit sucks like you guys can't i mean like obviously we always want or yeah the internet always wants to be like the developers are great clearly ea fucking sucks and that probably is the case maybe is the case who fucking knows but like it could also be that like they walk in and like man you are off track on all these projects and you are bioware you can't miss again like, we need to figure this out, and then there's the friction and people pull away from it. Yeah. Like, I think it could be either or of these things that Borison is pointing out, right? Whether it is, hey, new blood coming in and revitalizing things or them leaving because of EA's bullshit and them, that, that relation between Bioware and EA just not working out. Uh, either way, like, I, I like the idea of bringing in new blood to, like, freshen things up and make things... Uh, 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 Looking, looking into the future and trying to bring things up to status in terms of, hey, yeah, these folks have been working on working at Bioware forever. They've been making making these games, but these games still live in the past. Whatever, whatever the the argument may be, you know, I like the idea of bringing in new people, but it feels like a weird time for that, right? Like unless yeah. you, unless you're bringing in new people that are that you are really trusting and that have proven themselves and seem like they can raise. Uh, either raise projects from the dead uh, in in regards to Anthem, or create new life, or in uh, in in terms of Dragon Age, and make that make the next game really stand out in the ways that previous ones have. Uh, either way, it again feels weird when you have these games that are in the clip, right? When you have yeah. Dragon Age, which is already in development, people are excited for. It. Apparently, is getting a new trailer next week. Like, it seems like such a weird time for big names to leave when you're halfway through multiple projects. And that's the thing, right? I think whenever I thought, whenever you want to look at somebody leaving in a way that is like all thumbs up and everything's great, I always point out Jack Trenton, right? Where like hmm. he left and guess what? He just, he bounced because guess what? They fucking crushed the launch of the PlayStation 4. The PlayStation 4 was, d destroyed everything, right? And when you talk to Jack about it, it was always like, 
what do I do from here? Like I've been there forever. I want a new challenge and like I'm going out on a high note. I guess that's more than anything about wh what it is. It's yeah. going out on the high note of it. Whereas to go out right now, especially Casey who, and again, I know Casey casually from conversations and interviews and years of that. But like when Casey came back, so many Bioware fans, enlapsed Bioware fans were like, oh my God, this is it. This is, this is the salvation. This will get them back to where they want to be. And Bioware inarguably is not back to where Bioware fans or the company, I would assume, wants to be. The Bioware name yeah. does not mean what it used to mean when we're talking about Mass Effect and even Jade Empire. Yeah. And when they when this news came out yesterday, I saw so many people who are fans of Bioware going, oh, fuck. Like, oh, shit. Like, really? Like, we're, we're, like, we're losing Casey. We're losing these people. Mm -hmm. And that's not a place where you want to be as a company, right? Where where it feels like the one, the one or two saviors, saviors you had, right, are piecing out. Because then, like, again, like I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to write it off as like Bioware can't come back and and, and uh, restore their former glory. But I'm not hopeful at this point. Like with the, with them losing big people, uh, and with them being with them being Bioware, right? With them being the company that put out the Mass Effect trilogy and uh, uh, Dragon Age, right? And games that games that have huge fan bases and passionate fan bases and games that defined a generation for them this generation to be stumbling so hard and seeming se seeming not to have any sort of answer to that we'll see with dragon it with with the next dragon age but with them being in the place where they're at right now where they seem they seem not to have an answer i am i am not i i don't know if they can get back to what they were at this point yeah, especially you talk about Dragon Age, but it's Anthem hanging over their head too, right? Yeah. Like Anthem being such a punchline and such an example of a game that, you know, games as a service that launched with no roadmap, fell apart, and now they're all trying to fix it. And so you'll have to wait and see. But I mean, obviously, yeah, we, I, you know, I want them to. I want them to come back. I want them to crush it. You know, I love fucking KOTOR. I'd love to see that kind of bioware and, and how much i loved mass effect you know not number three notwithstanding i get all right you know what i mean the problems everybody yeah. had with all the different ones notwithstanding like what an amazing accomplishment those three games were like you want to see them get back to that so what do you what do you think are the chances they do come back with whatever anthem next is and it ends up being this no comeback story for them Because I remember having this conversation. I think we had this conversation a little bit toward the beginning of the year, and I asked you the question, which game do you think will have uh, a comeback between Fallout 76 and Anthem? And I yeah. think your answer was Fallout 76, and I was going with Anthem. Off the, off, off the reasoning that when Anthem first came out, I remember playing the beta and being like, okay, there's something fun here. Like, no, the gameplay is fun, yeah. Yeah, the gameplay is fun. I liked flying around in those Iron Man suits. I liked the action. Uh, I liked how it looked aesthetically, right? And like the the main issues with that game involved it just lacking content, uh, and in issues with how it ran also. Right, loads and being able to go back to the hangar and all that shit. Yeah, my it's I don't think the odds are go good for Anthem. Like I don't think the odds are good for Anthem to have a redemption story because Anthem I don't even think is like No Man's Sky is the game. Right, there's two games we point out. We point out No Man's Sky and we point mm -hmm. out Final Fantasy fourteen anthem is in the final fantasy 14 camp imo where like from the ground up we gotta re-fucking do this game like basically right like the mm -hmm. gameplay is fun but nobody liked basically anything else that re revolved around it whereas no man's sky was like the gameplay is fun and we love the worlds and all these things and going over there but like there's not enough content and where was this thing you promised yada yada that was about adding things back into it to make it great whereas like anthem needs to be 
totally reworked from the ground up kind of thing. And maybe that's what they're doing with Anthem next. And I think it's, yeah. you know, they're working well, they on it. Well, they got whatever. to me for, with how long it's been. Because that game came out in what, 2019? Beginning of 2019? 2018? 2018, I think, was right? It Has it been was that it? long? I don't even remember. Fuck, what was Anthem? Yeah. But either way, it's been so long since the launch of that game. Whether it was beginning 2019 or beginning 2018. February been... 22nd, 2019. Okay, there you go. Okay. Uh, so yeah, longer. we're reaching, we're about to reach Stupid two years. Yeah, of that game being out, and, and so like, like, at that point, like it, it's got to be a ground up kind of thing. But at that point, like, does anybody not care? Isn't the right word, but like, with everything like, else we're playing and we're invested in, like, is that going to be like to be pulled back to this game that is a punching bag, that is a punchline, that is a joke? Like, how good does that have to be? Let alone the fact that if you're a Bioware fan, you're waiting for uh, Dragon Age, right? You're probably playing Cyberpunk. You're getting the things you wanted, right? That was the thing of like Bioware was known for single-player RPGs, really deep shit, right? CD Projekt Red ate their lunch in these last years for it. So like, are you getting that elsewhere now? Are you getting those kind of games somewhere else? So that even if they come back and they're like, no, no, it's way more single-player RPG than ever before, but there are still MMO elements. Just like, I'm just not that kind of person. Or multiplayer elements. I'm not that kind of person. I don't want to do that. And then even if you are, like, is there enough of a, you know, I don't even know, like shock paddles to zap everybody in the industry back to paying attention to get back in there? Now, granted, I mean, what works to their uh, uh, benefit is that we all have it. Like a lot of people, you know what I mean? Like, I, I shouldn't say we all, but a lot of people have Anthem. Like it's mm-hmm. it's a game you already own. So if they are like, guess what? PlayStation 5, Xbox Series X edition, that is Anthem next and is crazy and people love yeah. it. Maybe it is, but I don't know. Like Maybe I, the like, move is to go free to play. Yeah, and I enjoy I enjoyed playing Anthem at the time for what it was. Like I thought it wasn't obviously fully baked by any stretch of the imagination, but I enjoyed the loop and I had fun playing it a couple for a Damn. couple weeks or whatever. But it was like if you came back like Anthem next is here, I'm like, all right, cool. I'm playing Fortnite. Like I don't like you. I don't like I don't even know what you have to say or show me to make me go, oh fuck yes, I need to play this. Mm. So we'll see. We'll see. Number three on the Roper Report, Persona 5 Strikers is coming west. This is uh, tipped off to me by Wario64. It looks like uh, Sega Atlas published a trailer by accident. They unlisted a video, but everybody found it, uh, revealing it. February 23rd, 2021 will be the release date for Persona 5 Strikers. It's coming to PlayStation 4, Switch, and Steam. Uh, The trailer Wario had put up had been obviously taken down. There's still unlisted links you can go around and find. Lots of screenshots of it. Got to watch it this morning. Looks cool. Blessing, are you in? Oh, I'm I'm totally in. I played the Japanese demo, and so I had no idea what was going on. But I really like the action of it. Like, yeah. it seems to to straight up capture the art style and uh, all the stuff that made Persona Five st- stylistically amazing. Strikers seem to capture all of that in a way that for me is surprising because it is a Musou game, right? It is this big action game, and it's it's something entirely different but when you actually play the combat like they do such a good job of translating the actual combat system from persona 5 oh, really? into the combat system of this yeah and like really smart and cool ways where you are doing the same kind of like you know elemental uh, uh effects and you are doing the baton pass stuff like they capture that stuff super well and the story seems like it's going to be really cool like it's basically a, a, a sequel like another sequel to persona 5 right if you want to count persona 5 royal as a, like a pseudo sequel in a sense uh you know, they're 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 piggybacking off of that story. Seems like it's going to be really substantial. Seems like it's really going to be going to be good. I am very excited about it. Uh, a lot of people are people are freaking out. Uh, but like I said, this all comes from a leaked trailer. And again, not somebody hacked it. They just accidentally published it. <laughs> Mitch Craston writes in to Patreon.com/slash Kind of Funny Games and says, "With Persona Five Strikers 
I have an inside baseball question. When a slip up like this happens, what goes down in the company itself? Clearly someone is getting chewed out, but it's just a single mistake, albeit a big one. Also for Greg, isn't this time isn't this time between and before Cyberpunk a perfect time to revisit your Persona 5 notes and continue that? Just saying. Uh no, Mitch. It's not uh, getting geared up to go play however many hundred of hours of Cyberpunk. It's not a great idea to be like, well, I'll put in five hours of Persona 5 Royal and read my notes and stuff like that. Uh, it's more of a time for Fortnite and grinding with Kevin. Ain't that right, Kevin? Yeah. Thanks, yeah. Kevin. Uh, in terms of uh, what's going on inside baseball with the trailer, who knows? That depends. Like, here's what I'll tell you right now is that depends company by company. Is this this person's first mistake? Is it something that got scheduled? Was it somebody said the wrong thing? There's a million different ways to go. Who the fuck knows? What I can guarantee you happened was a very big apology from Sega Atlas to Jeff Keighley. Because this had to have been a Game Awards thing. This oh, had to have been sense. a Game Awards trailer. And it might still be, obviously. Like, he's playing a show and built around it. And like, all right, well, we're this close. And I saw the chat right here as I we said this. It, for me personally, this news is like, oh, we, you all saw this happen last night or this morning, right? And then I saw the chat freak out that they hadn't seen it. So there's still a whole bunch of people who have not seen this trailer. But yeah. for sure, there was either, I bet it was knowing how Jeff is. I bet Jeff is the first person who hit them up. And then they came back and like, we're so sorry. And yada, yada, yada. But like, this is the, you know, this is our industry. You saw it all week long with Kratos leaking in Fortnite, Master Chief leaking in Fortnite. Like, no, there's too many fucking balls Wait, did in Master play. Chief leak in Fortnite? Yeah, last yesterday. Thanks for watching the show. Oh, I didn't realize it was a. Uh, I was catching up on the show. Right? I was listening to Wednesday's episode this morning. After this, I'll listen to Thursday's episode. <laughs> I catch up. Uh, that's really cool. God, I hope he's Fortnite. lying. I hope you're lying. I hope you're not doing. No, that. I no, I I legit I, like I wanted to listen to both episodes this morning, but I got uh I ended up playing Fortnite with Joey and Barrett, and it was a great oh, yeah, time. Twitch um, TV slash kind of funny games Fortnite mornings. I, I forgot what it was that you uh oh no in the Wednesday episode at the beginning you're talking about how me and Imran during the post show didn't know that Eddie Vedder did the the yeah. uh the last if, if I ever were to lose you I'd sure Why would we know that? Lose how would you not know that? It is the narrative backbone to The Last of Us Part 2. I don't two. know who Eddie Vedder is. Dude. I know he's like, what, in Pearl So, Jam? again, that- why are we dragging this up again? Why Why is it that I don't know who I Cactus Jack shower, is? I don't I know who Cactus shower. Jack is in the musical world. That's a big deal. You don't know Eddie Vedder. I'm supposed to, like, let because it go. Because Cactus Jack is Cactus Jack. He's Travis Scott. He's made mode. I was no, in the shower this morning. I had you guys doing the podcast. And, like, as I'm, like, lathering myself with soap, I hear my name come up because I don't know who Eddie Vedder is. Because I want you to know the exact situation I was in, all right? I want you to know the exact state I was in when I got upset. I was in the shower, lathered up, and I was very upset about it. Very mad. Very upset. Narrative backbone. You're dragging my name through the mud, and you don't know who Travis Scott is. You finished the fucking game. But isn't Travis Scott, like, new? Like, hasn't he been doing music for, like, 10 years? He's been doing music for, like, 10 years. Yeah, add the Pearl Jam song to your Spotify. You know what I mean? You listen. You say you listen to the podcast. You listen to the spoiler cast I did with all of Naughty Dog. I did not We talk about it there. And you're the new face of video games, you know? Sickens me sometimes. Uh, number four on the Roper Report. Uh, actually, you know what? We're deep in the show. Guess what, everybody? You can go to patreon.com slash games where you can be part of the show like so many of our readers have been so far with their questions, comments, concerns, squad up requests, and more. You can be a Patreon producer. You can get the show with the exclusive post show we do each and every day. But most importantly for right now, you can get the show ad-free. And speaking of ads, Greg Way... Let's hear from our sponsors. Kevin, are you ready with the first video? Yep. The Legend of Bumbo, the prequel 
to The Binding of Isaac is available now on Android devices. The cardboard Bumbo the Brave fights all things grotesque in this distinctive spin on a match for puzzle game co-created by Edmund McMillan, who you probably know as the guy behind Binding of Isaac and Super Meat Boy, has partnered with artist slash programmer James Interactive to bring you the legend of Bumbo. You get to play as one of many Bumbos, each with its own unique abilities as they smash, bash, and splash their way through a variety of cardboard monstrosities, giant bosses, and dark personal urges. There's some amazing music in this game by Ridiculon. If you haven't heard this, it's dope. The puzzle-based deck-building roguelike prequel to The Binding of Isaac features a cardboard coin-hoarding character, Bumbo the Brave. When Bumbo's only coin is stolen by a mysterious entity and pulled down into the sewer, Bumbo finds himself facing droves of deranged enemies, lost children, his fears, and eventually the beast that stole his beloved coin. It's, you know, it's a lot. The match four puzzle system is presented with an overarching theme of greed and a bit of toilet humor. Uh, there's lots of unlockables and a lot of poop jokes, which, you know what? None of us are above. We might want to pretend we are, but I know from personal experience, we are not. Mm -mm. Legend of Bumbo, available now on Google Play for $14.99 and Play Pass holders get it for free. Thanks, Tim. Our next sponsor is Upstart. There's a lot of economic chatter right now, but the state of the market, is it recovering? How long will it take? Have you seen the worst of it? But if you're struggling to pay off high-interest credit card debt, you can't wait for those answers. You need to take action. Now with Upstart, there's actually something you can do today to help fight off high-interest credit card debt. Upstart is the revolutionary online lending platform that knows your more than just your credit score. Unlike other lenders, Upstart can reward you based on your job history in the form of a smarter rate. Upstart lets you skip going to the bank because it's completely online. They offer loans from $1,000 to $50,000, so you can consolidate your debt into one easy fixed rate payment. Upstart makes it fast and simple to check your rate. Since it's just a soft pull, it won't affect your credit score. The hard pull happens if you accept your rate and proceed with your application. The best part? If your loan is approved and accepted, most people get their funds the very next business day. Over 500,000 people have used Upstart to pay off credit cards or meet their financial goals. Free yourself from the burden of high-interest credit card debt and get back to using your money your way with Upstart. See why Upstart has over 6,000 five-star reviews on Trustpilot and hurry to upstart.com slash kfgames to find out how low your Upstart rate can be. Checking your rate takes just a few minutes. That's upstart.com slash kfgames. Your loan amount will be determined based on your credit, income, and certain other information provided in your loan application. Not all applicants will qualify for the full amount. Again, upstart.com slash kfgames. Up next is DoorDash. Uh, between a never-ending laundry cycle and incoming emails, you've got plenty on your to-do list. Give yourself one less thing to worry about and let DoorDash take care of your next meal. DoorDash is the app that brings the food you're craving right now right to you. Ordering is easy. Open the DoorDash app, choose what you want to eat, and your food will be left safely outside your door with the new contactless delivery drop-off setting. With over 300,000 partners in the U.S., Puerto Rico, Canada, and Australia, you can support your local go-tos or choose from your favorite national restaurants like chipotle wendy's and i almost said wendy's and the cheesecake factory many of your favorite local restaurants are still open for delivery just open the doordash app select your favorite restaurant and your food will be left at your door jen and i did this last night she wanted indian food and so we did it and i had a bunch of wings and naan uh doordash 
deliveries are now contactless to help keep communities they operate in safe. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off and zero delivery fees on their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the code GAMES. That's $5 off your and first zero delivery orders on your first order. Why is it like that, Blessing? Uh, when you download the DoorDash app in the App Store and enter the code GAMES. Don't forget that. GAMES, $5 off. Order with DoorDash. And finally, it's Hims. Forhims.com is all about men's wellness. Uh, we all know the story. Andy and Nick wanted to maintain their own wellness, so they looked at Hims for their hair. They wanted to keep it beautiful, healthy, and full. We can confirm it's beautiful, healthy, and full. Uh, through Hims, you can also get prescription medication that treats erectile dysfunction, real science, real solutions. Uh, this could cost hundreds of smackers if you went uh, through a doctor or pharmacy. Not so with Hims. Hims makes it simple and affordable. No embarrassing conversations, no expensive appointments. Just answer a few questions online about your medical history, and a provider will confidentially review. If approved, your medication is shipped directly to your door in discreet packaging, and shipping is free. No more searching online for answers to questions about erectile dysfunction or sexual wellness. Just go to your Hims account and ask a medical professional you trust. Try Hims today by starting out with a free online visit. Go to forhims.com/slash funny games for your free visit. That's for hims.com slash funny games f-o-r-h-i-m-s dot com slash funny games prescription products are subject to medical provider approval and will require an online consultation with a medical provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate see the website for full details and safety information remember that's for hims.com slash funny games Blessing. Number four on the Roper Report, Sony spent three times what Xbox did for launch advertising for the new Whoa. consoles. This is Elise Liffering over at Ad Age. Uh, during this busy holiday season, both PlayStation and Microsoft's X, both Sony's PlayStation and Microsoft's Xbox new video game consoles, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X, respectively, uh, continue to sell out as soon as retailers fill their shelves. While the competition between the two consoles is stiff, so far the PS5 is outselling the Series X internationally in markets like Japan, and analysts are predicting the new PlayStation will outsell the new Xbox over time like it has in the past. Ad spend could be a large reason for why sales are falling in Sony's favor. It's difficult, of course, to directly link ad spend with sales at this early period, especially since both companies could be intentionally limiting their products in the marketplace. But based on ad spend alone, Sony's PS5 has already soared over its rival. Sony spent three times as much on ads as Microsoft did in the month ahead uh, and immediately following their console launches. The PS5 launched on November 12th and the Series X on November 10th. From October 19th to November 15th, Sony spent $15 million on ads for its PS5, while Microsoft spent about $5 million, I'm sorry, 5 million smackers on ads for the Xbox Series X, according to a new report from advertising and sales intelligence platform Media Radar, which analyzed ad spend across print, TV, and digital. The report found that Sony spend, spent about $7.3 million up to the day of launch, while Microsoft spent about $3 million. Uh, Although, although competitor Nintendo did not release a new console, the report found that it too increased its ad spend. From November 2nd to November 15th, Nintendo's ad spend was 138% higher than the previous two weeks. Huh. Blessing. Mm -hmm. What do you take away from this? I It's one of those, it's fun to read something from an ad site that doesn't truly understand, I think, where games are right now or whatever. Because yeah. like, these things are going to sell it no matter what. Like, you know, however many ads. Like, But yeah. it is interesting, I think, to extrapolate back you and i have talked about how playstation 5 seems to be dominating the conversation where it is everybody talking about playstation 5 it feels like both and i we mean 
you know, obviously people in our circles are talking about both things, but in terms of what you're seeing on your TikToks, what you're what I'm seeing from my friends who are hitting me up asking questions about the new consoles, it's all PS5. And I wonder how much of that is because of advertising. Yeah, no, I do wonder when they mentioned in the in the article that ad spend could be a large reason why sales are falling in Sony's favor, right? Like my my immediately my immediate inclination was to be was to go, well, I think sales are falling to Sony's favor because they already have the built-in uh, audience that are probably transitioning from the PS4 to PS5, but then also uh the promise of software is i think they're more on the sony side than on the microsoft side sure but when we talk about ads and we talk about conversation and we talk about uh mindshare and the wide public consciousness right that goes beyond us who are tuned into the video game space yeah i could see that like i i could see the the fact that people are talking about the playstation 5 as a bigger as a uh, as an upgrade console uh over the xbox series x because it is a more tangible thing like i wonder I wonder if there is a specific reason why Microsoft didn't have more ad spend. Uh, and I wonder if that kind of go, goes back to the whole, we don't believe in generations thing, right? And they tr- they're treating it as a more incremental thing. I think it goes to them not having Halo. That, that was the next thing I was going to say. Yeah. And I wonder how much, how much, I wonder how much ad spend would be if they had Halo. At, at this I think you, season. you have that giant ad spend, you know, budgeted out. And I think that, you lose the and i'm not even talking shit for real you lose the launch game right you lose the launch game for this console you just back off and you wait and you do you do this crazy ad spend when you have it so people have a i mean because think about it it's always sound bites right it's always like what is the reason to go buy this right now and granted assassin's creed valhalla was marketed hand in hand with it but also that was its own ad spend going on where Assassin's Creed ads ended with Xbox Series X, right? So like it's already kind of happening over there. Why push it then when you can push it now? Sony spend makes sense because there's so many games they're trying to promote and get into your hands and make sure you understand what this is. Exactly. Yeah, and Halo, Halo like right now if I, if then I'm not I've not been like uh, watching TV to consistently and so I don't know how the ads are, are looking as far as these console ads, but if I had to to visualize an Xbox console ad versus a PlayStation console ad, right? Like a PlayStation, I think speaks for itself as far as, oh yeah, Miles Morales, uh, Demon Souls, Bug Snacks, you know, like the list goes on. Whereas Microsoft, I feel like, has less of that new, fresh thing identity. Like it will, it would be your third party games, it would be your your Assassin's Creed Valhalla that are leading that charge. Yeah. Uh, uh, as opposed to if we were living in the timeline where Halo came out this fall. Like, I think that would be all over the place. Like, Halo would be the thing that you see at, at sure. in every Xbox ad. And, and that would be dominating, right? like, billboards and all that shit. Yeah, I think it all makes sense. And I think, yeah, you already understand that, like, it, how how much does Mindshare really matter? How much does all of it matter? It being scarce and everybody talking about it right now. It's what it goes on for. Uh, real quick, before we go to the final news item, in the Twitch chat, Ambitious Casual just popped in. Says, Metal Gear in all caps. Metal Gear guys in all caps. Oscar Isaac is snake. I'm crying. Well, ambitious uh, casual. I'm afraid you're going to be crying again because now you're timed out. All right. You're 58 minutes late to the show and you come in talking about the first story we talked about. Timed out. And I hope <laughs> you understand him, it. Get him, Greg. You understand him? Make I, him an example. Get there has there have to be rules. Someone. If someone I'm going to be able to see the chat, if I'm going to be able to see the chat and you come in this late, yep. why yep. don't you just come in and tell me what the release date of the PlayStation 5 is? You know what I mean? Like, come on. It's over. It's done. Harsh but fair. Number five on the Roper Report. Great news. PAX is back. If we're not all dead by then. Uh, this is a tw- uh, email from them. Pending improvement in the global COVID-19 situation and with the support and guidance of local governments and health officials, PAX East will return Thursday, June 3rd, 
through Sunday, June 6th to the Boston Convention Center, or yeah, Convention and Exhibition Center. PAX West 2021 will descend on the Washington State Convention Center in Seattle, Washington from Friday, September 3rd to Monday, September 6th. PAX Unplugged lights up the Pennsylvania Convention Center in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania from Friday, December 10th through Sunday, December 12th. PAX South will not take place in 2021, but organizers look forward to the show's return in 2022. Information about PAX Australia will follow in the coming weeks. This isn't what, happening. What, like, and also to a point, like, what? Like, even it, what? Even if it is happening, like, why is if if the world's back to normal, which I really doubt it will be. <laughs> I sincerely doubt it's going to be back to normal when we get to June, where it's like, yeah, I want everybody's getting on a plane, coming here. Like, are you going to yeah. see like, oh, vaccine vaccines are out. Great. Are you? Are we going to have to bring vaccine records? Like when I try to bring Portillo on an airplane, am I going to have to bring my vaccine record to show to people at PAX to get into the fucking PAX thing? Like all that aside, June 3rd through June 6th for PAX East. Oh yeah, that's a weird time. (laughs) A week before E3, if E3's back in this weird world we're living, is E3 dead? Who the fuck knows? I know I'm just talking about, well, come on. We're not even out of 2020 yet. Numbers are going through the roof. Everybody's coming back and killing their grandmothers from Thanksgiving. Come on. Yeah, like even if if next year we get to a point where things are starting to to normalize a bit uh, with vaccines and stuff, like PAX is such a big event, and I I don't think we'll be at the place by next year where we're able to have an event with thousands of th- thousands and thousands of people packed in to a packed into a space like an enclosed space. I don't think we'll be there, and so maybe twenty twenty two we'll see, but not next year. And that's the other thing, too, is even if it is open, even if they do this in local authorities and yada, 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 like, do you feel comfortable going? That's the no. other question, right? Absolutely like, yeah, not. Like, I don't want to go. I don't I don't want to go. I don't want to. Yeah, that. not to a, not not in a building with thousands of people yeah. packed in with each other, playing video games, sharing controllers, eating those gross pretzels, eating eat, the gross eating pretzel, convention pizza, putting on chicken VR fingers. so they can demo. I don't know. Astrobot 2. No, I'm not doing oh, that. Man, is Astrobot 2 coming out next year? And I hope, man. Maybe not I, next year. But maybe I, if like it does, I, I, with all due respect, I love my PlayStation VR. I hope it's not VR. I hope it's just. Oh, same. Know, yeah. Like no, they put out Astrobot too. Just put it out as a regular platform because that would be a masterpiece. Uh, I know you can't wait for Astrobot too. You know I can't wait for Astrobot too. But Astrobot two is so far away. If I wanted something more immediate, say what came to the mom and grop shops. Where will we go? You would go to the official list of upcoming software across each and every platform, as listed by the kind of funny games Daily Show hosts each and every weekday. Yeah. Uh, Dark Complete Edition is on Xbox, PlayStation, and PC. Uh, Dragon Quest 11 S Echoes of an Elusive Age <laughs> Definitive Edition Xbox, PC, and PlayStation. Duck Life Adventure on Xbox. Guntastic on Xbox. Uh, JCB Pioneer Mars on Xbox. John Wick Hex on Xbox. Nine Witches Family Disruption Xbox, PC, Switch, and PlayStation. Ruinverse Xbox. Shoot One Up DX Xbox. Sleeping Deeply Xbox. Steampunk Tower 2 Xbox. Commandos 2 HD Remaster is on Nintendo Switch. And technically it's out yesterday, but since we were last live, the Kratos Fortnite skin is confirmed real, and you can get it in the Fortnite item shop, just like I did. Did you buy a Blessing? Oh, yeah. No, I was playing with it this morning. I love the Kratos Fortnite skin. Looks good. Uh, Greg, with the Super Nintendo World opening Japan, when do you think that Japan trip might happen for us? I I understand us skipping 2021, but like... It's going to happen, though, right? Like 2022, 
Sure. I mean, I mean, let's see how the world nets out. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm down. I got to yeah, see what yeah. these monoliths are about first. Then I'll see if I'm going to get in a plane, you know, because I don't need these, these silver things. Why are you scared of the monoliths? In the I'm not scared, Kevin. They're I'm just saying we fun. need to know what they are. New dates for you. The release date for season one. Yeah, the release date of season one across the new Black Ops, Cold War, and free-to-play, free-for-everywhere uh, Warzone has been moved from December 10th to December 16th to thank players for their continued support and patience. Treyarch will be enabling double XP and double weapon XP in Black Ops, Cold War from 10 a.m. Pacific time, Saturday, December 12th, until the launch of season one. Meanwhile, Twinfinite reports uh, that Valkyria Chronicles 4 will be made available on Google Stadia next week. Blessing. We ask people to go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where they can get the show ad free, write in with their questions and write in with their squad up requests. I read them here. People come and find them and everybody plays games together. Today, a kind of funny games daily celebrity needs help. Jeffrey P P P P P Long writes in and needs help on Xbox. Uh, his username is Jeffrey P Long. All the spaces there as normal J E F F R E Y space P space Long. Uh, and he says, Hey, hosts. Nice clothes. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Uh, I have a little bit of a problem. I really like playing Human Fall Flat, but I already have all the achievements for it, so I don't have a reason to keep playing. If any kind of funny best friends need help with the achievements or just like playing around in Human Fall Flat or Gang Beasts or anything else, shoot me a friend request and let's play some games. That sounds like you. Hit up Jeffrey P. Long on Xbox. In real life, he's known as Jeffrey P. 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 Long. Jeffrey signs off by saying, also, Kevin is doing great today. Please consider awarding him a gold star on my behalf. Jeffrey P. Long, I agree. Sweet, Kevin gets man. a gold star. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we ask people watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games to go to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong uh, and tell you uh, what we screwed up as we screwed it up. Uh, I'm looking through a lot of editorializing um stuff going on here uh then, uh, this guy no yeah we're nothing wrong a few things to look into uh ladies and gentlemen believe it or not this is your kind of funny this is your final kind of funny games daily show for the week Ever. we will be back oh. on monday and no, we're back on monday still got more episodes in december two more weeks of kind of funny content before we knock off for holiday break until the new year with our big anniversary uh next week's hosts are right now a normal week monday blessing and tim tuesday blessing and imran wednesday me and gary thursday me and tim friday me and blessing but we will see how that actually happens. Uh, if you're watching live on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games, just like you can, uh, next after this is going to be screencast where they talk the new episode of The Mandalorian. Uh, but if you want to keep following our adventures, you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where we're about to do a post show about what's going on in our lives in video games. Uh, until next time, ladies and gentlemen, it's been our pleasure to serve you.